0: Ore, 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 ore. Is this staying in, or? No,
1: no, 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 no. Okay. Hello, and welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really, 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 really don't wanna. How many release was that? In every episode we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves, and the other well, that's where the reluctancy really, really comes in. God damn. It. <laughs> We're your hosts. I'm Zach, and this is Scott. How What's you doing up? today, man? I'm doing Good, I'm doing great. I can't complain. How are you doing, pal? I'm doing good, man. We had a lot of fun on the One Piece episode that we just recorded, and uh, it's just feeling right tonight, you know? Yeah, it's feeling good. Uh,
0: that was a lot of fun. There were some fun episodes to go over. I am I, hoping we will continue to have fun uh, with, with this episode as well. I think we will. We always have fun.
1: Yeah, we always have fun. Your tone is scaring me a little. What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, hold on. Let me check my sound settings. Oh, wait. You mean the tone of what I'm talking about? These books.
1: Yes. Yes. Hmm. God damn it.
0: I no. I, I think by and large, these first couple chapters of this book are mostly positive.
1: Good. Um, good. I, good. I, I, good. <laughs> uh,
0: I have a few thoughts, sure. as I usually do. Of course. Some, some caveats, if you will. But but by and large. Uh, so far, positive, I would say.
1: That's awesome, man. I, uh, so to all of our listeners, uh, today we start Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. woo This has a lot of mixed reviews among fans. Some people think it's their favorite. Some people think it's the most average. I mean, it's, it's all over the place. I've seen it all over the place on people's, like, ratings on their, you know, the, the scale of books one through seven, um... It's a ton of fun. We meet some great characters in this. And uh, this opening chapter is one of my favorite first chapters of the books.
0: This was definitely a good chapter. Uh, before we get too deep into it, the first chapters of these books are generally... Well, I mean, you had big, good, interesting stuff happening in the first chapter of the first book. Of but then the last two books, it's like either almost exclusively recap or it's, you know, dumb... Uh, life with the Dursleys stuff. So yeah, this was a this was a very welcome change of pace, and and we'll get into that, I guess. Here, um, yeah. Anything else we needed to kind of go over before we jump in here,
1: Zach? Or um, no, no. I think uh, I think we're ready, man. Let's let, let's. Okay. Oh, also, yes. I'm sorry. How many chapters are we going going over today?
0: Well, so. I think it is. You know what? I actually can't even remember what the last chapter I took notes on. I would love to get through all these chapters I took notes for. I don't know how long it's going to take. A lot of this has the potential to where we could go deep on it, but then also a lot of it is like this is just like exposition and world building. So,
1: well, look, I, if if it takes too long, we'll we'll cut it and we'll start we'll start another one.
0: Sure. So I have finished through chapter eight and some of these chapters are very, very short and almost nothing happens in them. I think we can get through it. So let's shoot for that.
1: Okay. Well, let's uh, let's jump into this, man. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire.
0: The Goblet of Fire. So first thing I have here, and I believe this is Word for word, this note is something I also texted you when I started reading this book. (laughs) This book is 37 chapters long. This book is 37 chapters. This book is 37 (laughs) chapters long. Scott, how many chapters is this book? I'm pretty sure it's 37 (laughs) goddamn chapters long. I saw that when I opened up the Kindle book and went to the table of contents because I like to check and see you know, what I'm getting myself into, if you will. Uh-huh. And immediately just filled with an overwhelming sense of dread that I cannot even fully describe. Yeah, you were. <laughs> um, 37, ch- holy shit. The longest of these books, I'm pretty sure, has been 22 chapters long.
1: Yeah, man. She goes in. <sighs> oh,
0: she goes in. There is, even in just these first couple chapters, there is more like just world building and just kind of like long-winded writing she's usually pretty quick and to the point on most things in the first three books yep she is like taking her time she's like meandering here which is not a bad thing i'm not saying that's a bad thing at all
1: sure you know it's i know so we're, we're finally getting there right with right um you know i i told you there there's gonna be a a clear shift of like hey it's not so kid like it's not so you know elementary i feel uh, like this is the book just
0: yeah. these first chapters out of the gate i'm like this is almost like written in entirely different it's the same style but it's like oh i'm gonna take my time with this i'm gonna really flesh everything out i'm gonna yeah. go deep and wide
1: uh my
0: favorite <laughs> way <to> go <laughs> hell,
1: hell yeah dude banana bread at work hell yeah hell yeah um
0: so yeah i don't know if i mentioned this but this book is 37 chapters long <laughs> deep it's, and wide bro the first thing i have here uh again overwhelming dread i was like I think I texted you, I don't want to do this anymore (laughs) because I realized what my life was going to be for the next 37 years. Uh, But overall, like I said, I I came away way more positive, positive, positive about these chapters than I thought I was going to. That's Um, good, man.
1: Um, I I keep forgetting that you're reading on your Kindle, so you don't have the physical book to to just see the sheer difference in size. No. Because when I was a kid reading these, I was like, holy shit, what am I getting myself into in this fucking thing?
0: Yeah, I I have to go into the table of contents and I thought Amazon must be glitching or just I I thought I was getting punked by Amazon <laughs> by Kindle being like 37 chapters. Come on, book. How mo- how long are you really? Yeah. Uh so anyway, uh this first chapter is titled Riddle House and I was like, "Huh. Well, I guess our hiatus from Voldy from the last book is over." Um and I was correct because he plays uh, figures very prominently in this first chapter. Um yeah. jumps right into it, man. Yeah, it does. So f- here we get some storytelling, storytelling with, with your your dad, Uncle Scotty over here. Um, I almost said your daddy, Scotty, and then I was like, that's weird. <laughs> that's hot. Um, that's
1: I thought that name was just for me, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 50 years ago, Mr. and Mrs. Riddle and their son, Tom, were discovered dead in their home.
1: Well, their son, uh, Tom, was not discovered dead. Oh, I'm sorry. He... Yes, I'm sorry. No, 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 you, you're absolutely right.
0: Zach, I feel like you're already ruining this story for me. <laughs> um, yes, no, he was, you fucking slimy dick. And I made sure of that. You All three of them. slimy
1: dick. I don't know why I called you that. <laughs> I love it, man. That was my nickname in high school. You would love that. You love a good slimy dick. <laughs> I love a good high school nickname
0: uh yeah that too so um thank you captain interruption mr and mrs riddle and their son tom were discovered dead in their home um this is like a normal like muggle family community these are not like this is not like a wizard town as far as i can tell it's in a little hangleton yeah there's also like grand hangleton or something real dumb names for these towns but that could just be a british thing sorry british people (laughs) um poor old gardner frank is blamed for murder he claims he didn't do it and he says he saw a pale dark-haired stranger boy near the house that day so obviously this is harry using the time turner to go back in time to kill tom riddle before he can be Voldemort. if i was writing this damn story that is absolutely where i would be going with this yep because you've introduced that mechanic now you gotta use it
1: I knew I was gonna have to deal with this
0: something tells me that is not the case uh, because I know Tom Riddle didn't die because I know he's Voldemort so I'm guessing that's probably him but in my mind it's Harry using the time turner Um, so the coroners can't find anything wrong with them uh, the dead bodies because obviously they've been killed by magic uh, so they can't convict Frank uh, they let him go he stays and tends garden for the next several families that live there, but none of these families ever lived there for long because this house is like creepy and haunted or whatever. One night, uh, old Frank sees lights on in the Riddle House, and he thinks it's them damn kids. Uh, so apparently, this is, damn... this is present day now. Yes, this is this is present day. Okay. Uh, fast forward in time with the time turner. Um, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> fuck. Old old man Frank thinks it's damn kids. Uh, he needs to go shake his stick at them because damn kids are always breaking into the house and doing the graffitis or whatever it is kids
1: do. It, is this not the most Scooby-Doo-ass episode or like chapter of <laughs> <It> <laughs> Harry is. Potter? It super is. <laughs> damn kids all- and murder and yada yada, <laughs> yada dark-haired boy.
0: It's also very me. I feel a, a kinship with old Frank here because I am shall we say, an old soul, and I, I yell at kids to get off my lawn, metaphorically speaking, of course.
1: You um, don't have a lawn.
0: I don't have a lawn, but I would totally <laughs> yell at kids to get off my lawn if I did. And if their ball came in my yard, I'd be like, I'm keeping it. This is my ball <laughs> now.
1: <laughs> You're such a piece of shit, dude.
0: So, I, needless to say, I I feel a kinship with old Frank here. He's my boy. Spoiler, old Frank doesn't last long. Um, <laughs> So... He goes in to chase them off, and he sees two men inside. Uh, Wormtail, and I'm pretty sure Voldy. They call. I thought it was weird before we get into this that Voldy is just calling him Wormtail because that was like their friend nickname. It's it's neither here nor there. Obviously, this is Peter Pettigrew. I don't know why he's not calling him Peter or Pettigrew or whatever, but I mean, it's him. It's the same guy. Um, right. Voldy, well, we haven't, it hasn't been revealed that it's Voldy yet, but I, I know it's Voldy. Voldy here says something about you need to milk Nagini again because I'm hungry. And I'm just like, what are we doing? What is this? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Voldy says they have to wait until the Quidditch Cup is over because so many wizards are pouring into the country and the ministry is on high alert. Um,. Frank's listening in here. He's he's listening to these these two go on and on about all this stuff. Uh, Wormtail here is like, can't we do the plan without Harry Potter? And um, uh, Wormtail's like, no, no, this isn't about concern for him. The boy is nothing to me, nothing at all. Uh, he's just like, Harry's too high profile, bro. We could use any witch or wizard um Harry's well protected I'll go and get you another witch or wizard um which I'm wondering if this is like we talked at the end of the last book about like the connection that Dumble seems to think Pettigrew and Harry is gonna have that he like owes him his life I don't know if this has something to do with that
1: but um it doesn't
0: okay fair enough (laughs) thanks captain spoiler um spoiler (laughs) <laughs> Voldy just thinks it's because he's like, "Oh, you think I'm gross, bro? Just say it. You I I I gross you out. You don't want to you don't want to stay here and milk my snake.
1: You won't look me in the eyes when you fuck me. <laughs> you don't want to look me in the <laughs> eyes when you fuck me.
0: It's okay. Um and uh he's like, "You really going to abandon me like that, bro? You suck. You can't abandon anyway. You're a coward." Um he, he, he says, you reg- I see it, you regret coming back to me. um And, yeah, he's like, who's going to milk Nagini and feed me my bottle? Because I'm weak <laughs> as shit, bro. um Which, just a quick sidebar here. If Voldy is this weak, and, again, I'm sure there's some reason we're going to get into, but my thought process is just, if Voldy is this, like, weak and fragile... Uh, Dumble said he knew where he was at some point in the previous books and I'm like Dumble fucking go fuck his shit up he sucks he he needs like snake milk even to survive right now go wreck his world
1: but anyway okay let's think about this logically for a second do this in a way that's not gonna that's not gonna give you spoilers per se Uh but you gotta understand that When Voldemort tried to kill Harry, the killing curse backfired at him. Right. Effectively killing him. But somehow, he's not dead. So I don't think it's as simple as what you're saying.
0: I think if you're supposedly the most powerful wizard in the world, even if it's not simple, you should be able to do something.
1: Well, time will tell. I understand what you're saying, but...
0: Obviously like
1: I said I'm sure there are
0: reasons Dumble always has his reasons but uh god
1: damn it I hate I hate this it's so hard
0: <laughs> I'm just saying if 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 they really just wanted me to buy this more the B- Dumble you could have a line about like Dumble being like yeah I don't know where he's at he's he's good at hiding bro what do you want from me um but no he knows exactly where he is or at least he did at one point in one of the previous books anyway um, Voldy says he doesn't want to use another wizard, he's waited 13 years and his plan will work. Um, Wormtail here says something about this Bertha Jorkins character, mm-hmm. solid name. Um, he's like, Bertha, <laughs> mainly the Jorkins, yeah. <laughs> uh, her disappearance will not go unnoticed for long. So then Voldy starts talking about this other faithful servant. He says, By that time, my faithful servant will have rejoined us so he's looking for somebody else and Wormtail gets all butthurt here he's like I'm your faithful servant um is this why you won't look me in the eyes (laughs) yeah seriously uh real weird relationship these two seem to have uh and Voldy's just like Wormtail I need somebody with brains somebody whose loyalty has never wavered you suck you don't fulfill either of these requirements uh Voldy is basically just fucking shitting all over this dude
1: dude it's it's so pathetic it's real pedigree sucks man
0: yeah pedigree does suck Voldy's like well you at least did a good job bringing me Bertha and as a special as special reward I'm gonna give you this special task and Wormy takes this to think He's going to kill him like he killed Bertha. So we find out uh, Bertha's apparently dead here. Um, Wormy says something about we could have modified her memory. I think he says, like, you didn't have to kill her, bro. Um, and Voli's like, but memory charms can be broken by a powerful wizard, as I proved when I questioned her. It would be an insult to her memory not to use the inf- information I extracted from her. So memory charms can be broken. Why didn't Dumble just fix my boy Lockhart is what I want to know when he got memory charmed
1: so there it's it's different to just place a memory charm than it is to like erase somebody's memory or like destroy their the the way that, the way that Lockhart's charm backfired like it it created a lot more damage than just like altering somebody's memory
0: so it's a different form of memory, correct technique okay
1: uh yeah to an extent i i think really what what the what the thing is is like memory charms for the most part it seems like are, are pretty standard and yes mm-hmm. by a powerful witch or wizard they can be broken mm-hmm. but there was like actual damage caused because it was a backfired spell like okay it, it, fair it, enough yeah
0: it did rebound because of ron's dumbass broke S one but yeah i was like man if you could fix that Obviously, Dumble's a powerful wizard. My boy, I need my boy Lockhart back in my life. Let's just
1: say, to say you may see him once more.
0: Oh, don't get me hard like that. <laughs> don't just, don't tickle my pickle like that. I hope we do. I really hope we do. I love him. Um, and so Volley's like, uh, my faithful servant is at Hogwarts. Uh, which is interesting. Apparently, Voldy's still got someone undercover at, Ho- or will have someone undercover at Hogwarts. He's like, Harry Potter is his good mind, bro. It's decided. There will be no more argument. But be quiet. I think I hear Nagini. Um, the snake comes up behind old Frank, who's been standing outside this whole time. Um, and Voldy speaks some snake here. <laughs> he talks to Nagini, <laughs> who's a giant ass snake, by the way. I don't know if I said that. Uh, and Voli's like, "Oh, there's a old Muggle dude out in the hall listening to everything we say. He seems very unconcerned with it." Um, Wormy comes out. They bring old Frank in. Um, they so we have not seen Voli yet to this point. Uh, and Voldy's like, "No, let him see me. Let him see how gross I am." Apparently. Uh... They spin around the chair. Frank opens his mouth, screams. Uh... The Voldy raises his wand. Flash of green light. Frank Bryce crumpled. Bryce. Frank Bryce crumpled. Jesus. Uh... And was dead. Dead before he hit the floor. And the way this chapter ends... 200 miles away, the boy called Harry Potter woke with a start. Poor Frank. We barely knew ye. Um... My boy. Rest in peace, Frank. Um, So I was going to say, is this the first chapter since the very first chapter of the first book that we've gotten that's not from Harry's perspective? Was my note here at the end of this chapter. But then it turns out this is like a dream Harry was having at the start of chapter two. So it's kind of like it's still from his perspective, I guess.
1: Uh, y- yes. I mean, I think it was I think it's still a creative good way to get out of Harry's head and see, sure. and see plot happening elsewhere right um because this
0: is it hasn't happened since then right that that I could recall
1: that we had a chapter that wasn't from Harry's perspective correct yeah that that hasn't happened yet well until so. now
0: right and even that is suspect
1: yeah well so do, do you remember we had a, a very brief conversation in one of our Earlier episodes where you you had some thoughts about the godlike perspective that only follows one character, uh, yes. and you were like it can get a little dull, a little boring, a little unexciting just because it's you only know what they know, right? And and I and I commented, well, there will be some ways to break that train. Uh, some kind of creative ways where we do get to get plot uh, that doesn't necessarily directly involve Harry. Although, yes, in this case, you know, it is Harry's dream. I mean, Harry's not there. We're not having to watch Harry deal with Harry's thought process, deal with any of that stuff. You know, like we we get we get to get out of wherever he physically is and learn about the story uh, right through this.
0: So, this is one of those ways. Is what you're saying? Yes. how much you had to think about that i'm not sure how to take that um anyway anything else from this chapter uh you wanted me to touch on or think was a big deal
1: um no i mean it's 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 a good chapter i love it it was a good chapter
0: um i feel like she could have just called this like prologue instead of chapter one but Dumb little kids reading these books probably don't know what a prologue is, so what are you going to do? Um, by the way, bud, where's your giant uh, illustrated Harry Potter edition tonight? I, I'm very disappointed I'm not seeing you consult that constantly.
1: Um, I haven't actually been using the illustrated ones since Chamber of Secrets.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. You decided to stop flexing on us, huh, with your fancy Harry Potter books? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I... I don't know that I've bought I don't know that all the illustrated editions are out I know I don't have all of them
0: I thought you specifically said you did ha- I every.
1: said I had every one that was released Fair enough I think that they're right. still coming out Unless I'm just out of the loop
0: You're always out of the loop
1: Chapter 2
0: Um. So yeah Like I said this was Harry's dream uh, He can't remember much from the dream Except that apparently these people Are planning to kill him Um, selfish bastard, only cares about himself. That's all he remembers is that, oh, they're trying to kill me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Harry's worried that Voldy is near because his scar hurts. He, he mentions that the last time his scar hurt like this, it was because Voldy was close. So he's kind of getting paranoid. Then we get the bunch of recap. So it's in episode, it's in chapter two instead of chapter one here. So he's thinking about his scar hurting and what he should do. He he's, like, going over in his head what advice his friends would give him. Yeah. Um, he said Hermione would tell him to go straight to Dumble and, in the meantime, consult a book. And he's like, as far as he knew, he was the only living person to have survived a curse like Voldemort's, so he don't thinks a book will help him here. And he, he ultimately decides against writing Dumble because he thinks it's, like, insignificant. He's like, what am I going to say? My scar hurts? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, dipshit, say exactly that. (laughs) This is, like, an important scar you got in a big event in wizard history. It's kind of a big deal. Um, I agree. The advice that Harry imagines Ron gives him sucks, of course. Yeah, because Ron sucks. Harry can't even imagine... in, In Harry's wildest dreams, he can't even imagine Ron being intelligent, and I think that's telling. Um... Dumbass Harry finally realized, oh, I should write Sirius. (laughs) Yes. He's like, oh, if only I I had a close confidant, like a parent type figure that had, you know, experience with dark magic and shit. Oh, shit, Sirius. (laughs) Like, you are (laughs) such a goddamn moron. Um, Apparently the Dursleys let him keep all his magic shit in his bedroom now because they're scared of Sirius, his godfather. Uh, which he uses to great effect throughout these chapters, and I think that's pretty good. Um, so now he's writing to Sirius. Uh, <laughs> he says things are the same as usual here. Dudley's diet isn't going too well. Um, <laughs> and this is just a super weird, funny thing he tells Sirius, which I love. Uh, They told him they'd have to cut his pocket money if he keeps doing it, so he got really angry and chucked his PlayStation out the window. That's a sort of computer thing you can play games on. Bit stupid, really. Now he hasn't even got Mega Mutilation Part 3 to take his mind off. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) It's just the fact that Rowley is writing about him being mad and breaking his playstation it's, it's
1: so funny because like this is talked about like in harry potter fandom like there's not a lot of things in these books that date the sure the date stuff but mm-hmm. talking about the playstation yeah yeah it's, it's i funny. mean
0: it could be it could be shorthand for a playstation one two three four five that, that's even. fine
1: yeah i guess
0: i just think it's hilarious that her her like big game franchise that she names is mega mutilation part three. <laughs> as far as like generic, like I can't use a real name here for copyright reasons. I'm just going to make up mega mutilation part three. I think that's real funny. Harry sends the letter about his scar hurting, but he very stupidly does not mention the dream that he has. Why he doesn't tell Sirius that I have no idea because Harry's an idiot. Um, And that's the end of chapter two, chapter three. Um, (laughs) my first note in chapter three just says, how many chapters are we going to get about Dudley's diet? Because they (laughs) really start going hard about the diet thing here in this first chapter. Uh, that was maybe a little harsh because we get some good moments, uh, actually out of the fact that Dudley is on this diet. Dudley's apparently getting real fat. Uh, I think at one point they say that he's legitimately wider than he is tall. Um yeah. so he is basically a human chode at this point. <laughs> he is a chode IRL. He's a chode IRL.
1: Should we tell our listenership <laughs> about what? If you guys are not familiar with uh
0: <laughs> with what a chode is,
1: everybody by now should, but even if you if you do know what a chode is, you should absolutely Google chode irl and look at the uh the images do you think that's still like the top result
0: i really hope it is i
1: really hope it is just look for r2d2 <laughs>
0: <laughs> just look for a little jawa man
1: <laughs> holy shit dude that's so fucked <laughs>
0: make sure you are not at work uh this is oh, yeah, not definitely safe for not. work turn safe search off <laughs> So incognito mode that shit uh anyway so yeah Dudley's on this diet um Harry's like I ain't eating this diet shit. they're like eating nothing but like celery and grapefruit although grapefruit is delicious. I love me a good grapefruit it's great dude yeah um, it's,
1: it's great grapefruit it's great is grape man.
0: exactly. Uh, so Harry's like, I ain't dealing with this shit. He sends out the call for help to all his friends and is basically like uh, mooching off them for, for good eats. Um, I found this hilarious. Hedwig had returned from Hermione's house with a large box stuffed full of sugar-free snacks. And then in parentheses, Hermione's parents were dentists. <laughs> I did not know that Hermione's parents were dentists. <laughs> I just think that's hilarious. Hell yeah, dude. Vernie gets a letter from Mrs. Weasley about Harry coming to the Quidditch Cup with them. Uh, She gives a very nice, uh, you know, like kind of formal, hey, we'd really love for him to come, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, she has, P.S., I do hope we've put enough stamps on. (laughs) Vernie pulls out the envelope to show Harry, and apparently this thing is just covered in stamps. Like literally... The entire thing, except for a small box where she put, like, the address, is just covered in stamps. Uh, real funny. Vernie is not amused, however. Um, <laughs> Harry just says,
1: she did put enough stamps on there. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Harry's being kind of a real smartass about it, which is pretty good. Uh, here, at my next note, just because Mrs. Weasley, being real delightful here, uh, my question is just, why are all the Weasleys a delight except Ron? And then I remembered Percy, but I was like, man, even Percy has gone up a little bit in my estimation in the last couple books, but Ron just keeps going down. Down, 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 down.
1: Percy fucking sucks, dude.
0: <sighs> Percy's an idiot, but he does not suck in the way that Ron's. Maybe it's just we get way more of Ron than we do Percy, and that's what makes him, me hate him more. Um. Anyway... there's a good bit in here where, so Harry's like, can I go bro to Vernie? And, um, the book says here, so allowing Harry to go would make Harry happy. Something uncle Vernon had struggled against for 13 years. On the other (laughs) hand, uh, (laughs) yeah. On the other hand, allowing Harry to disappear to the Weasleys for the rest of the summer would get rid of him two weeks earlier than anyone could have hoped. And uncle Vernon hated having Harry in the house. So here again, I would just like to come back to why. But Okay, so things you have said every time I bring this up makes me think there has to be some kind of condition maybe that Dumble gave them, like, I don't know, they'll get all Harry's gold in his vault if they keep him for his life. I don't know. Because, like I said, they, obviously they do want to get rid of him because harry says here hey he'd be gone for two weeks earlier than usual
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and i mean uh, i don't know there has to be something going on i guess is what i'm trying to say that
1: it's because uh, magic
0: it's (laughs) god damn i hate you um they have to because after he blew up their aunt, His other aunt, I was like, okay, they, they can't have him back now, especially after he threatened them with magic and everything, but they still say he can come back. All this other shit happens here coming up. They should never want him back ever, but they're gonna, he's gonna go back. So, like I said, my theory, based off things you have hinted at and said, my theory is that they have some kind of deal where if they let him live there for however long, he, they're gonna get some gold or something who knows um sure (laughs) thank you for that yeah uh vernie is seriously contemplating here he keeps rereading the letter and he says quidditch what is this rubbish and i have never felt more kinship with vernie than in this moment (laughs) fair enough i'm like you're right vernie quidditch is rubbish (laughs) fucking sucks uh Harry plays the serious card here and basically threat threatens Verney with deck. Oh my God. I can't talk at all. Uh, let me start that over. Harry plays the serious card and basically threatens Vernie with death by rogue wizard. If he doesn't let him go and Vernie terrified agrees. Um, (laughs) this is maybe the funniest thing Harry has ever said. Uh, harry being a troll to dudley is probably my favorite type of harry uh because dudley is out in the hall listening in because he he's hoping that harry's dreams will get crushed about going to this thing doesn't happen um so Harry zipping past him says to dudley that was an excellent breakfast wasn't it i feel really full don't you (laughs) By the way, they all ate like a quarter of a grapefruit, so that's part of the joke there. So <laughs> Harry here gets uh, Ron's owl. This Sirius gave him in the, at the end of the last book. Uh, apparently, this owl's name is Pig, and Ron says in the letter, and Harry's like, "What the fuck, Ron? Why are you naming this thing Pig?" <laughs> and I'm just like, "God damn it, Ron!" We learn here Percy has started work at the Department of International Magic Cooperation at the Ministry. Uh, good for Percy at getting out there in the world. Um. Hedwig hates Ron at Ron's owl as much as I hate Ron. I like Hedwig. <laughs> Every time Hedwig is in these books, I'm like Hedwig seems all right. Dude, Hedwig is
1: is fucking awesome.
0: Hedwig seems cool. Like, the whole time at the end of this chapter, Ron's owl is being just a hyperactive, fucking annoying little asshole. And Hedwig is just, like, glaring at it and obviously just, like, is super pissed off that this owl is even here.
1: It's it's really interesting, but this book, J.K. Rowling decided to give Hedwig more of a personality, which yeah. sounds funny because it's an owl, but, like, right. I love Hedwig, dude. She's great.
0: You can definitely tell here. Hedwig does seem rad. Um, Yeah, like Hedwig. And that's the end of chapter three. Um, So we're moving along here. Um, Chapter four, Harry's packing up all his shit, and they make sure to let you know, um, remind you, this OP son of a bitch with his thunderbolt and his invisibility cloak and his goddamn magic map. They're just like, oh yeah, he made sure to grab all these things. Well, no shit, he grabs all that shit. That's like, fucking, he's got the trifecta right there: super fast broom, invisible, invisible cloak, and broke ass magic map. So Dudley here, this is real funny. They mentioned that the last time, they're basically they're they're all getting ready for the Weasleys to come to the house to pick Harry up. They're they're all the Dursleys are very nervous about this. Uh Dudley especially Harry's like Harry comments that the last time Dudley had a run-in with like a full adult wizard he got a fucking pigtail uh courtesy of my boy Hagrid. Um <laughs> they say Dudley kept running his hand nervously over his backside and walking sideways from room to room so as not to present the same target to the enemy. <laughs> Which just is amazing uh he's just holding his ass basically the entire visit uh here from the Weasleys which is great they ask the Dursleys ask Harry at some point they're like they're coming by car right and Harry's like uh maybe I guess I don't know uh they don't of course they get stuck in the blocked up chimney because they going by flu powder uh (laughs) There's this big hubbub crash. You hear my boy Arthur. Boy, my Arth- my boy Arthur is so funny in these chapters. <laughs> yeah, he is, dude. Um, he goes, Harry says, you can hear Mr. Weasley's voice. Damn, what on earth did they want to block up the fireplace for? They've got an electric fire, Harry explained. Really, said Mr. Weasley's voice excitedly. Eclectic, you say, with a plug? <laughs> Gracious, I must see that. <laughs> Arthur Weasley is still a damn champion. Here you hear Ron's voice. What are we doing here? Has something gone wrong? Oh no, Ron came Fred's very sarcastic reply. No, this is exactly where we wanted to end up. <laughs> yeah, we're having the time of our lives here, said George. Friend George roasting Ron will never get old. Uh ron such a dipshit and ron and george just let him have it here which is real funny um so they eventually uh arthur blows it open yeah he does he just (laughs) blows that shit away uh the dursleys are just horrified and arthur is just like having a cheerful conversation with him uh, he says, I had your fireplace connected to the flu network, you see. Just for an afternoon, you know, so we could get hairy. Muggle fireplaces aren't supposed to be connected, strictly speaking. But I've got a useful contact at the flu regulation panel, and he fixed it for me. I can put it right in a jiffy, though. Don't worry. I'll let a fire to send the boys back, and then I can repair your fireplace before I disapparate. Oh, goddamn! I love Arthur Weasley so much. <laughs> it's so good. They are just like he just keeps going. I can't remember what he's asking about here, but he says that he calls it something different this time. They run off electricity, Do they? He said knowledgeably. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I can see the plugs. I collect plugs and batteries. Got a very large collection of batteries. My wife thinks I'm mad, but there you are. <laughs> He's so good. I love him so much. Uh, he's so pure. It's it, He's he amazing. He's so good. He's just very obsessed with muggles. They are just terrified of him, and he is just having the time of his life. Um, So Fred accidentally, this heavy air so quotes here, lets some toffees fall out of his pocket. So, of course, Mr. Diet Dudley uh, eats one, and his tongue swells up huge uh and again arthur just so pure not to worry i can sort him out he yelled advancing on dudley with his wand (laughs) (laughs) um the dursleys are not having any of this they are like screaming uh, trying to they're like throwing themselves on dudley trying to protect him (laughs) no really said mr weasley desperately it's a simple process it was the toffee my son fred a real practical joker (laughs) (laughs) i think i can correct it uh anyway he yells at harry to go he's like i'll sort this out and that's the end of the chapter this was just the arthur weasley show basically this entire chapter being real funny so yeah they uh Harry manages to use the flu powder correctly this time, and they wind up at the the Burrow, the Weasley household. Um, yeah, chapter five. Any anything else you wanted me to bring up?
1: No, man that? that that was that was good. That was thorough. Fred and George are great. Yeah, Mister Weasley it's, is incredible. Ron sucks.
0: It's just goofy fun, and that's I feel like that's when I'm most behind these books because. The overarching story hasn't super grabbed me yet, but it, when it's just this like, just goofy fun like this, I I do enjoy it quite a bit. Um, and certain characters in particular, like Arthur Weasley, just just being a cheery son of a gun as he terrifies these poor people <laughs> is so great. You
1: you were pretty you were pretty roped in when we were talking about young Voldemort uh in chamber of secrets you liked that quite a bit yeah you like the stone centaurs
0: the, i did love the stone centa- yeah like i said there's there's certain things here and there the overarching harry versus voldy story is where i just like meh on it okay but it's 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 when it's when these books have these like just goofy character moments that I'm like this this is good stuff this is good stuff.
1: Okay. I'll take it.
0: <laughs> yeah, listen, you take what you can get. <laughs> so chapter 5 starts here. Uh Harry meets Charlie and Bill for the first time. This is the first time we've met Charlie and Bill Weasley.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Charlie is like a buff rough and tumble. He's the one that works with dragons. Um I guess uh yes. he's like a he's like a buff uh like lumberjack type character he seems like <laughs> and apparently bill looks like a sexy rock star and I think Harry has the hots for him the way he's describing him uh it seems to be harry's Harry's got the heart on for for Bill weasley here
1: I mean I think I think a lot of people have a hard on for bill weasley <laughs> I mean I might have a hard on for bill weasley okay. But, you know,
0: I just love the way Harry describes him. It's just, he just looks like a sexy rock star, apparently.
1: Wait, isn't he the one that wears a, like, a dragon tooth earring or something like that? Yeah, yeah, his mom gives him,
0: yeah, it is, but it's also kind of rad. His mom gives him shit about it later, which is also very funny.
1: And, and Miss Weezy gives him shit about his hair, right? Yeah, he's got a ponytail
0: too. Yeah. So cool, I guess. Um, Arthur gets back. Uh, George is like, how big did his tongue get? And Ar- no, sorry. George asked Arthur. I can't remember what I just said. Uh, Arthur said, it was four feet long before his parents would let me shrink it. <laughs> it. just sounds terrifying. If your tongue got four feet long and was, like, choking you, that would be awful. So, here we find out about uh, Weasley's Wizard Wheezes. They say, I can't remember this is Ron explaining to him, we've been hearing explosions out of their room for ages. Oh, no, this is Ginny. We've been hearing explosions out of their room for ages, but we never thought they were actually making things. We thought they just liked the noise. So apparently, friend George, very industrious set of fellows, are, like, inventing their own gag, like, wizard joke like apparatus. joke shop items. Yeah, joke shop items. Uh and I think they want to start their own joke shop or something. We get a little bit more um well, no, okay, so they're like they have order forms, I guess, for their shit, but Mrs. Weasley uh my girl Molly <laughs> is not having it. She like she burns all their not shit. Not okay. <laughs> She, she is like this is not okay i think she wants them to work for the ministry like their dear old dad uh Poor Molly seems like she has her fucking hands full with this family, <laughs> and I just feel for her. Like she's like ranting to Harry. I may have notes about this later, but she's just like ranting to Harry as she makes dinner. She's just like wanding up a storm in there, and it's just like these boys will be the death of me, basically. <laughs> and it's just it's real good. I feel like uh, my mom said similar things about me and my brother uh, when we endlessly tormented her. Uh, cause that's what sons do. It's just a good time. Um, love you, mom. Anyway, so Percy pokes his head out of his room here. Uh, <laughs> Dude, Percy Harry is so him, insufferable. I hate did, him so did, much. <laughs> I actually legitimately love this. Harry asks him what he's working on. Eddie he says, a report for the Departments of International Magical Cooperation. We're trying to standardize cauldron thickness. Some of these foreign imparts are just a shade too thin. Leakages have been increasing at a rate of almost 3% a year. (laughs) And this is Percy's (laughs) job. He's like some kind of, like, cauldron safety accountant. It's just, it's real dumb and real good, uh... This is the kind of, like, minute detail in this story that I love. That someone just has to, like, make a report on faulty called <laughs> Uh is real funny to me. Yeah. Um. So they get up to Ron's room, and Harry's like, dude, why the fuck did you name your owl Pig? And turns out Jenny named it. She's like, he's being stupid. It's proper name Is Pigwidgeon?
1: Yeah, Pigwidgeon. The fuck is a Pigwidgeon? I don't know, but I think it's hilarious. (laughs) And I also love that its nickname is Pig.
0: I think it's real dumb. Ginny apparently named him. Ron doesn't like it, but apparently it's stuck, and he calls the owl Pig now. Here we go. Here's where Scott gets excited. (laughs) (laughs) The first mention of Crookshanks in this book. (laughs) I was like, oh, what happens here? Harry just asks Hermione, where's Crookshanks? And she's like, oh, he's out in the garden. He likes chasing gnomes. He's never seen any before. (laughs) So my boy Crookshanks is just out chasing gnomes, being a baller. So they go outside. This is just a weird little thing that I'm not sure why they're doing here. Bill and Charlie are like magical table jousting. (laughs) They're just like are floating two tables up in the chair And like knocking them into each other. Yeah. I don't know why. (laughs) Think of all the dumb
1: shit that as as, uh, kids or like you did with like your brothers to like fuck around. That's true.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. Me and my brother used to have demolition derbies with Hot Wheels cars. Oh, fuck yeah,
1: dude. We would
0: like throw basically, well, slide them, you know, along the ground like as hard as we could at each other. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was a good time. So I get it. You're right. So my mistake.
1: I, I just I wanted to point this out because I know I'll forget to come back to it. Harry asks, "So Percy's enjoying work then?" Oh, yeah. and Ron says, "Enjoying it," Ron said darkly. I don't reckon he'd even come home if Dad didn't make him. He's obsessed. I just don't get. Oh, just don't get him onto the subject of his boss. According yes. to Mister Crouch, as I was saying to Mister Crouch, Mister Crouch is of the opinion. Mister Crouch was telling me. <laughs> it's I yeah. just think it's funny because Percy fucking sucks.
0: He he fucking loves his boss. Uh we meet his boss a little bit later. So that'll that'll be fun. Um <laughs> anyway, they put they put the tables down and like fix them because they got all fucked up. Magic is convenient. <laughs> Percy pokes his head out the window here and he's like will you keep it down and bill first first thing i like bill about sorry purse said bill grinning how are the cauldron bottoms coming on (laughs) which is real good (laughs) everyone roasts percy everyone roasts ron and everyone roasts percy i think that they're having this conversation at dinner now i can't remember who this is talking you realize bertha jorkins has been missing for over a month now Went on a holiday to Albania and never came back. I think this must be Arthur. And Percy says, oh, Bertha's hopeless, all right. I hear she's been shunted from department to department for years. Much more trouble than she's worth. So my thought here was, boy, if she's been in so many different departments in the ministry, she probably knows a lot, whether she realizes it or not. And if Voldy knows everything she knows, that could be trouble.
1: Precisely, yep. For the ministry.
0: Oh yeah, here's, here's where Molly, my girl Molly, is giving shit to her son about his hair and his, uh, <laughs> with a horrible great fang on it, talking about his earring. Really, Bill, what do they say at the bank? And he replies, "Mum, no one at the bank gives a damn how I dress, as long as I bring home plenty of treasure. So, is Bill's job just to go out, find treasure, and bring it back to the bank?
1: You'll learn this later, and it's it's not plot-driven at all, so I'm just going to tell you now. It's so sure. badass. He's a curse-breaker. So he he is basically out hunting for, like, uh, protected treasure to bring back to the bank. He, he The dude's basically Indiana Jones.
0: I was just about to say, I was like, is Bill the Indiana Jones of this story? Because I might have to like him. Dude,
1: he's so cool, man. We don't get enough of him in these books, unfortunately, but he's so badass.
0: Maybe I can understand why Harry has the hots for him. I'm telling if you, dude,
1: everybody <laughs> has the hots for him. If
0: he's basically Indiana Jones, that's pretty rad. Yeah. Uh, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> so, so they're talking about the Quidditch Cup here, and I think somebody says, like, oh, I hope it lasts five days, the match. And Percy says, well, I certainly don't. I shudder to think what the state of my in-tray would be if I was away from work for five days. Oh, my God. Yeah, someone might slip dragon dung in it again. A a purse, said Fred. That was a sample of fertilizer from Norway, said Percy, going very red in the face. It was nothing personal. It was, Fred whispered to Harry as they got up from the table. We sent it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. It's real good. Percy yeah. thinks that he, like someone sent him dragon dung as a legit part of his job, but nah, it's just fucking Fred and George messing with him. See,
1: I actually think he does know it was it was a gag, like fucking with no, him. But really? he he doesn't want to you want to admit. Yeah, like he he doesn't want them to make fun of him about it. So. I don't
0: know. It seems like he thinks that was like a legit thing for his job, and they're just like, "Nah, it was us." It was Maybe us. either way, it's funny. It's either good. way, it is real good. Uh, Fred and George uh, continue to be champions. Um, so they go to bed for the night. They got to get up real, real early to uh, to go to the Quidditch match. Um, we get a little. Lore here about apparating at the start of chapter six. Um, you can't apparate without a license. Uh, it's apparently not easy, and when it's done improperly, it can lead to nasty complications. Uh, apparently, there were people that were doing it without a license and they went and, quote, splinched themselves. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Uh, Harry's like, uh, what the fuck is splinched? And they're like, oh, they left half of themselves behind. (laughs) which that sounds real fucked up. Apparently it doesn't kill you, even though half of your body is not with the other half. Uh, who are these guys? Darth Maul, that they can just live through being cut in half?
1: Oh, so you recognize uh, Darth no. Maul coming back as canon.
0: That's the whole point of that joke, is it's stupid. You're but cut in canon. half, you're done. I have problems with Darth Maul. Okay, right?
1: but if you I get all of your limbs though. cut off, you're fine?
0: Maybe. Maybe. <coughs> why who are you talking about <laughs> i'm talking about anakin idiot oh well i mean yeah you can i mean there are people in the real world that have like, i know
1: no there's wish. people in the real world who are, are sliced
0: through in half
1: i mean and
0: fall down a bottomless elevator shaft
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay fine <laughs>
0: anyway uh apparently this doesn't kill them though because they're like oh yeah the people from the ministry have to go put them back together humpty dumpty all the king's men all that good stuff they say here charlie had to take the test twice he failed the first time um apparated five miles south of where he meant to right on top of poor old lady doing her shopping which is pretty funny And they climb this hill to get to the Port Key, which is another mode of transportation in this goddamn wizard world. There's way too many modes of transportation, and that's going to teleport them to where the games are. Uh, They meet Cedric Diggory and his dad at the Port Key. Uh, Cedric, of course, the Hufflepuff seeker from last year that beat Harry when Harry fell off his broom because of the Nazgul. It was a whole thing. Um cedric's dad is like kind of being a real dick about it he's like yeah but (laughs) you beat him didn't you boy and cedric's like no dad i told you like he fell off his broom yeah but you didn't fall off your broom (laughs) did you boy uh cedric seems all right he seems like humble about
1: it and he seems like an all right sort of fellow did you know that cedric is uh robert pattinson
0: i did not know that
1: yeah yeah
0: okay okay I can get behind that. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's he's good. Um that's interesting. Um I think we said at one point that I was planning to watch the movies after I finished the books, but mm-hmm. then HBO Max they were all all the the uh movies were on HBO Max and then suddenly they're all gone off of HBO Max, so I guess I won't be watching the movies again.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have the movies. We could we could hang out and do a thing. Mm. We could record some stuff for for that like a like... Patreon type of thing.
0: No, nah, that seems like a whole deal that's yeah anyway
1: hey audience if you guys are uh interested in that (laughs) let us know uh and make scott stop being a fucking bitch
0: god damn it i hate you don't turn the audience against (laughs) me they're probably already against me um anyway that's the end of this chapter literally nothing else happens here this this chapter break is the most unnecessary chapter break in the history of literature there's no reason to change chapters here this could have gone right into the next chapter Chapter six is so short, and there is no reason for there to be a chapter break here. I just feel the need to rant about this for a minute. I mean, Why there's the a hell lot of this? info
1: in chapter seven, though. So There
0: is, but there was literally no info in chapter six. <laughs> hey, you so. learned
1: about what a port key is. You meet Cedric. <sighs> oh you meet God. his dad. No, it's totally unnecessary. Yeah. Anyway. No, okay, that's fine. I'm just I'm trying here, okay? <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> uh
0: chapter seven. Uh so they go through the port key. They're going to their tent. Uh Arthur <laughs> Arthur has trouble paying the muggle dude with regular money. Um <laughs> why do all these wizards have so much problem with regular money? They literally make the joke of like where he's like, "Oh, is this a is this a 5? Oh, no, wait. I see the 10 on it." It's like, "Yeah. The numbers are literally on them." <laughs> uh but then right after that, he's like, is this a 20? And Harry's like, no, it's a 5. It has a 5 on it. And it's like, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Fuck, dude. <laughs>
1: so-
0: uh, this muggle dude is like, are you guys foreigners? There's all these weirdos that don't know what the shit is up with the money. They're wearing funny clothes. Uh, it's mentioned here, apparently, there's a wizard that's wearing both a kilt and a poncho, uh, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Um... And then, while this dude is like questioning all this, another wizard just pops in out of nowhere, blasts this poor dude with a memory charm. It was like, oh, I have to do this to this guy like ten times a day.
1: Damn shit!
0: And then he just leaves. <laughs> and that's the end of
1: that. <laughs> yep. Hey, by the way, I, since we're since this came up, I do want to take a second here. There are people, and by the way, I also have to shout out Ali here.
0: We don't give shout-outs.
1: I think it was, fuck, I, I think it was Allie. I'm pretty sure it was Allie that, that we were talking about this. And in regards to your comments of people not noticing them at uh, King's Cross Station oh, the right. pa- past several times, Uh, with this being said, in what's happening in the chapter right now, there are obviously <sighs> people who it's their job It is their job, their sole career is to go out and do memory charms on people who are picking up on magical shit.
0: Well, I'm glad that four books in, she finally decides to fucking attempt to
1: explain that. Don't, don't, don't even, okay? Just, is it not unheard of for a series to halfway through be like, hey, I have, I have to answer some things?
0: Sure. Here's, here's my question. Where were these dudes who that's their entire job when people were seeing a flying car fly across Britain? They sleeping they were on the there. job. do
1: you not remember when they were saying like this is causing a havoc at the ministry? There's a ton of muggles that have to have memory charms placed on them. They yeah, but they, they acknowledge that
0: wasn't it like on the muggle news or am I thinking of something else? maybe you be thinking of serious?
1: no, 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 you're right. It was on the muggle news. And it was in a it was in a Muggle newspaper. I don't think that like they inherently know when specifically it happens, unless they're like patrolling the area or something like
0: that. This this guy is Johnny on the spot. He just like teleports
1: in, pops in with the memory charm, and he's like, Okay, peace (laughs) somehow Well, I mean maybe he like it's clockwork. Maybe it's like, hey, every two hours I gotta come back and do this.
0: I guess. I just feel bad for this poor dude that's getting his mind wiped apparently <laughs> yeah. ten times a
1: day. Dude, he's Jesus. getting mind fucked.
0: He's getting real mind fucked. So they go A lot of these chapters, by the way, are like you know, I I, I don't have a ton of ton of notes on these last couple chapters because a lot of it is just very small details like world building stuff like like i kind of s- said at the top she's like very she's going she's going deep and wide uh <laughs> with explaining kind of all this stuff with like why they have to do the port keys and you know how they're hiding all this stuff from the muggles and right. it's just it's it's pretty solid world building throughout uh it's just like not much i can like take notes on so Bear in mind, I did appreciate that world building, <clears throat> um, even though I might not call it all out, because th- there was a lot. So they go to their tent. They- they're these tiny little tents, um, but then they go inside, and they're huge. Uh, so they're, like, uh, apparently magicked up just like Arthur's car was. Uh, Arthur says he borrowed them from somebody at work, and I was like, man, that that would be cool if you could have, like, a tiny tent to pack with you, and then you just go inside, and it's like a whole fucking house.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. That almost that'd a little fun. bit defeat... It does. ...the camping experience, the but but it'd be pretty you're, cool.
0: You're not wrong. Um, here, <laughs> Arthur is like, again, fully obsessed with muggle things. Um, Ron's like, oh... <laughs> Oh, Arthur's right. like, we got to start a fire. And Ron's like, but we've got an oven. Why can't we just? And Mr. Weasley's like, when real muggles camp, they cook on fires outdoors. I've seen it. I've seen it, Ron. We're going <laughs> to do a fire. It's so good. It is good. There are people from the ministry going around making sure people don't use magic in the open. So they're walking to go get water and they're they're seeing all this stuff. Uh yeah, and there's people from the ministry going around making sure people don't use magic, like so muggles can see it. But meanwhile, also there are like people camped out that just have banners up that say Salem Witches Institute, and apparently that's okay. <laughs> I'm just like, hey it man, that's neither a, here nor there. Seems to be a double standard here.
1: Do, doesn't Arthur want to set the tent up? Like he actually wants to like yes, like they, pitch they, the they, tent. Like a I d-
0: yeah, I didn't, I didn't note that specifically but yes he's like no magic allowed we're pitching these tents like like real muggles
1: hey i'll show you pitching a tent
0: yeah (laughs) i knew you would say something to that effect (laughs) he doesn't allow them to use magic but he has no idea what he's doing basically ron and hermione have to do all the work um so (laughs) they're at the place to get water and they see a cross-dressing wizard he's in like a flowery nightgown And there's this ministry dude trying to get him to put, like, slacks, like, regular pants on. And he's like, no, bro, this is muggles' clothes. I bought it at a muggle store. Uh, And the dude's like, muggle women wear those, dude, not men. And this old wizard dude's like, I'm not putting those on. I like a healthy breeze around my privates. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just real funny. Oh, my God. This 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 was good uh here reading directly from the book a little further on they saw cho chang a very pretty girl who played seeker on the ravenclaw team she waved and smiled at harry who slopped quite a lot of water down his front as he waved back boy rowling is subtle huh he sees this girl and literally gets wet
1: Uh, All right, let me ask you something. Do you think Cho Chang is a problem? Like that that's no. her name? Is She's, it should be a problem? I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I, as a kid, I never gave a fuck, but it has been thrust into uh, the public eye that there's literally no Asian characters in this entire fucking thing, <laughs> and the one Asian character is named... Cho Chang it's just so like damn I mean sure if you want to look at it that way
0: <laughs> that's fine I just think it's hilarious that the girl that Harry's got the hots for he sees her and gets his pants wet the symbolism here is just oh it's uncanny it's 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 just there is no subtext it's all just text <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: She even uses the word slop, doesn't she? Yeah.
0: Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, the real question is, is who... <laughs> she was on first? Ask this. No. Uh, who gets Harry Wetter, Cho Chang or Bill? Oh, definitely Bill. <laughs> definitely Bill. Definitely Bill. God damn. Uh, they get back to the tent. Dad's having fun with the matches, said Fred. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Weasley is cannot light a match. Uh, It wasn't for lack of trying. Splintered matches littered the ground around him, but he looked as though he was having the time of his life. Arthur, this cheerful, fun-loving son of a gun. I love him so much. So this uh this Bagman. It Lu, Lu, Ludo Bagman? Uh,
1: yeah, Ludo Bagman.
0: Okay, I didn't have his first name written down. Uh I just call him Bagman. Uh this Bagman guy comes Why do around. You keep saying bag
1: Bagman. Bagman. Well, it's name. not Pacman, Bagman. It's just no, Bagman.
0: No, it's Bagman.
1: It's Bagman. I prefer to say That's Bagman. That's just weird. You're putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Ludo
0: Ludo Bagman. Bagman.
1: Nah, bagman. Bagman, bagman is funnier.
0: He's got the Bagman. <laughs> Um, He comes around, and so this guy is like the head of the Wizard Sports, correct? Uh, Yeah. But really, he's just a bookie. I mean, if we're <laughs> being real <laughs> yes. here, he's just like, yo, who wants to gamble? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Which I am all for. I love gambling. This is great. Uh, Arthur's like... Arthur throws in a galleon. Um, Fred and George are like, yeah, we'll fucking bet. Arthur puts up a very slim, like, oh, your mother, don't let your mother know I let you gamble type of thing. (laughs) And uh, Fred and George make the bet that Ireland is going to win. It's Ireland versus Bulgaria, by the way. Correct. In the the final. But Crum, who they've talked about a bunch, but I don't have a note for yet. Uh, Victor Crum, who is like this fucking prodigy seeker for the Bulgarian team um, he will get the snitch so Bagman's like what the fuck that's a weird thing that almost never happens sure I'll take that bet boys you'll get good odds on that one Bagman also comments that he loves their fake ones he thinks that's real funny Um, oh this is where well so they're talking to Bagman more
1: (laughs) Percy gets really offended by the way because when they when they show him the fake one, he's like, "You don't go showing Mister Bagman oh, rubbish yeah, like yeah, that." Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was real funny. And then he thinks it's great, and Percy's like, "Whoa, fuck you!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Arthur thinks they should send someone to look for Bertha because she's been gone for so long. But the Bagman just waves him off. Um, Arthur, real concern. Arthur's a real stand-up guy. Bagman don't care. Um, so this is where. What is Percy's boss's name?
1: Uh, Barty Crouch.
0: Crouch, that's right, Crouch. Uh, this is where Crouch shows up. And um, why does Percy's boss call him Weatherby? Is that his middle name?
1: No. Uh, the, <laughs> Percy is so obsessed with his boss, and he thinks he has such high standing uh-huh. and is held in such high regard because he does such great work. Uh huh. Barty Crouch doesn't even know who the fuck he is. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that is like he just like to him percy's just like an errand boy like
0: i thought there was something to this i wasn't getting but it's just crouch like i don't know who the fuck you are whether exactly. that's exactly oh, what it is. oh my god that's amazing <laughs> Oh my god. So now that brings way more. I, I I did not catch that at all. Uh I think Fred and George call him weatherby later and A that's ton. just rubbing salt in that wound. That's so good. Yep. Oh my god. So <laughs> So the bagman mentions something top secret happening at Hogwarts. Uh but Crouch shuts that shit down. He's like, "No, you can't tell him. Shut the fuck up." And then they buy some souvenirs. Harry buys uh, Hermione and Ron some real expensive, fancy om- omnoculars or something Omni-Ocul- like that.
1: Omnioculars, yeah.
0: Um, and then the game's gonna start, um, and that's the end of chapter seven.
1: How cool are the is the idea of omnioculars? By the way, dude,
0: those things sound legit. Like Fuck they yeah. can like sl- do like instant replay and like slow mo and like narration closed captioning is in on those sons of guns yes yeah, they're
1: so cool dude um <laughs> they're pretty so legit. one thing i that i'd like to ask and i don't know if we've really talked about this before but this is the first chapter there's been small hints of there being like magical communities outside of like you know their right. area right uh i mean do you have any thoughts on that like like, there's wizarding communities all over the world that are right. traveling to this. Like, that really opens up the doors to a lot.
0: Yeah, Harry Harry talks about that, I think, in this this past chapter here, chapter seven, maybe. He's like, oh, I never really thought about the fact that there are wizards from other countries, because I'm a small-minded dick. Yeah. Uh, Hermione's, like, not impressed at all, because she's not small-minded. She's obviously red. She knows what's going on. Um. Yeah, I think I had asked you about that briefly in one of our previous episodes, like, is Hogwarts the only wizard school? And you were like, no, there's others from around the world, which makes sense, because apparently, yeah, wizards are, like, everywhere. They're not, like, limited to, you know, England, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that you know, they, they have little, like, details here and there about different, like, I think it's kind of about how like the wizards from different countries like decorate their, you know, their little tents differently and do all these things differently. Um, Right. Yeah, it's it's cool to know that, you know, it's not just as simple as our world isn't as small as Hogwarts and England. That there's a lot more to it than that.
1: There's a um, this has this. I mean, truly. So like, this is just marginal stuff, like in the margins type of stuff, like. It will not come into the the story at all, Mm -hmm. but uh, there's a community of witches and wizards uh, in Africa who can perform magic. Their magic is a bit more limited, but they can perform magic without wands.
0: You mentioned this to me when I was griping about Harry seems to be able to do a lot of magic without a wand
1: yeah like they they can channel that again it's the wand acts as an amplifier to mm-hmm. to your power so they are more limited and it's more like rudimentary like just basic uh what's yeah, like just, inflating like, your ant <laughs> yes um yeah real basic it, it it's not as quite as advanced like charms and and all these like You know, uh, fancy spell work type of stuff. It's it's more like um, classic. Picture like ancient magic, you know? Sure.
0: I have a quick question. I just thought of this. When Hermione was talking about like the seven animagi in like this century, was that like a England specific thing? I find it hard to believe that there are only seven animagi in the fucking world.
1: No, uh, like the uh so century. they regi- so registered with their Ministry of Magic.
0: And that's local. Correct. Like well, I mean like national, not international.
1: Each mini- Correct. Yes.
0: Each like country has their own. We see that in this next chapter cuz there's like the minister of the Bulgarian Yep, uh, exactly. Magic thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good to know. Um so yeah, chapter 8, which is the last chapter we'll go through here. Just more little world-building details as they get to their box seats. It's nice. Um, and then they get to their seats, and Harry thinks he sees Dobby. And I'm like, fuck, no. <laughs> uh, turns out it's a female house elf named Winky. Winky. And I'm like, oh, oh she must moonlight as a Pac-Man ghost.
1: Hell yeah, dude.
0: And uh, she's... <laughs> She tells Harry that Dobby is going fucking nuts now that he's free. uh they basically she's like dude this this guy's fucking crazy. He wants crazy things like being paid bro. what the hell he's nuts, dude And Harry's like he should be paid. what the hell are you talking about And then she looks at Winky looks at Harry like, you're fucking crazy, dude, what the hell uh I think they say this is Percy's boss's house elf. I wasn't uh, 100. Yeah, uh, yeah, I wasn't 100 clear on that, but I thought that's what they said. Uh, she
1: yeah, belongs Dobby to the crouch is... house.
0: Mitch is, yeah. Well,
1: what? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just had a strong <laughs> <laughs> call the bonjulins.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, Dobby, uh, fucking being a nut out there. Uh, fuck Dobby corny fudge my boy corny fudge and the Malfoys come in um there's of course some tension between Arthur and Lucius as we know they have a history uh Percy gets real pissed off that Harry like corny fudge has like a very friendly like old friend greeting with corny fudge and Percy just gets like shunned nobody gives a shit about Percy (laughs) <laughs> and he's like real pissed off that Corny Fudge is like, oh, Harry, hey, it's good to see you again, and all that stuff, which is pretty funny. The Bagman comes in to start the match. He like magically amplifies his voice because he's also not only is he the bookie, not only is he the head of the sport, he's also like fucking A plus commentator number one, apparently
1: uh he he was a professional quidditch player
0: yeah i know they said that okay. he he back in his heyday he was like the england Seek bl-
1: chaser eater. i think
0: something like that i think he's One a chaser um but first before the masks the match starts we get the mascots which are <laughs> leprechauns and velas uh, apparently velas are kind of like sirens uh, yeah. is what they reminded me of. They enchant all the male watchers when they dance. Um, Hermione doesn't seem to be affected by this at all, so I guess it's just the men. Sirens
1: um, are typically like more uh, more aquatic.
0: Aquatic, yeah. yeah. And they sing instead of dance is their whole thing. Yeah, so um, the, the
1: velas are kind of like just the land.
0: Land dancing sirens, yeah. Land dancers um, <laughs> They even enchant the fucking referee. By the way, why is there only one referee for this sport? This sport is, like, huge. You'd think they could afford more than one referee. Also, you'd think they would make sure that, no, we can't let in your goddamn velas who can literally fucking enchant the referee. This This sport is a mess, by the way. I'm not going to get fully into this goddamn Quidditch match because it's fucking ridiculous and I hate Quidditch. But it's like, come on, one ref. And his broom gets set on fire by the velos at some point. Yeah, uh, it's great. This this shit is a mess. Uh, See, th-
1: it's interesting that you're picking it apart so much because, like, I don't, I don't enjoy Quidditch during the school year because it's, it's like I just want to get back to the yes. stuff. I, I really enjoy the Quidditch World Cup.
0: Okay. I enjoyed the messy parts of it. Like, I got a kick out of the fact that the fucking Velas, like, enchant the referee and, like, then there's a big a big brawl breaks out between, like, the Leprechauns and the yeah. Velas while they're still letting them play up above. <laughs> uh, that kind of stuff is fun. The actual, like, play-by-play, like, blow-by-blow of the Quidditch match itself, I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't care at all.
1: I I just it, to me it's like it's the difference between like a high school sport and like a college sport like the college sport you you and even even a little bit in like majors like you enjoy the the mascot a ton and it's fun and it's a whole experience and like there's sure. like they're putting on a show mm-hmm. it's you know it's a production almost
0: Yeah no definitely I mean this is obviously this is a way Bigger production, like you said, than than the fucking Hogwarts games are, um, right? But yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, Ireland is absolutely thrashing Bulgaria in this match. Uh, like I said, the Vila and the Leprechauns start fighting. They're like, throughout the whole match, they keep like flipping each other off and like <laughs> just like taunting each other. But then eventually they just start brawling. Um, Crum gets hit in the face with a bludger. Which, I had to correct myself here, because my, my note was, which apparently is a foul. I thought that was the whole point of the beaters, um, but the fucking one ref can't do anything because the fighting mascots have set his broom on fire. I later came to realize, because they said, like, oh, the ref wasn't blowing his whistle, and I was like, wait, I thought the whole point of a beater was to bat the bludger into the players. I was like, mm-hmm. why would that be a foul? I realized later they were saying the ref should be blowing the whistle because Crumb was injured. So right. Okay, book. You you got me. Anyway, like I said, I didn't really take many notes on the, the play-by-play of this. Crumb catches the snitch, even with his fucked-up face. Uh, but Bulgaria lost anyway, because they were getting absolutely slaughtered. The 150 points, they still lose. Um, which is exactly what Ron... Or, no, sorry. Fred and George said would happen. Are they time-traveling? <laughs> And did they go into the future, see how this turned out, and come back? Because that seems absurdly specific. That they just knew exactly how it's going to play out.
1: They're, they're Um, I feel like the books haven't done as good of, good of a job showing how into Quidditch the Weasley family is. Like Ron, they,
0: yeah, they're big. You can tell.
1: Yeah. Um. Like, like they, they, they just knew like. The Bulgaria team is trash, except for Crum.
0: Except for Crum. And they talk about, like, yeah, the, the Ireland, like, front line is, like, the best ever. And they just keep scoring goals. Right. Uh, Ron, yeah, they, they they make a big deal about Ron specifically being big into Quidditch. Uh, you know, he loves him a good chud. Um. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Chudley Cannon. He loves him a good Chudley oh, Cannon. Oh, no, he loves him a good chud. That's him. way better. He loves Holy him a good shit. chud. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> um.
0: anyway please call this episode Chud <laughs> we might have to or loves him a good Chud <laughs> love a good Chud man <laughs> love a good Chud Harry's like nah Crumb knew they were gonna lose Uh, he just wanted to end the match on his own terms cause he knew they would never come back I'm like Harry you're full of shit everything I've seen of this Crumb guy he just I just think he's a bit of a dumb brute uh, he seems completely lost during like the trophy ceremony I mean the dude probably has a concussion his face is all fucked up Um, but Harry's like no nah, no nah, he knew what he was doing he, he knew they had no chance to win so he just, he just wanted to end the match on his own terms I'm like Harry fuck you they were only lost by 10 points I was like you're a fucking moron Hermione obviously has the hots for him though there's like a whole thing where she's like oh he was he was very brave or
1: something <laughs> to that effect. It, it do they talk about the Ronski feint? Is that his thing?
0: Yeah, yeah, where he like dive bombs because he thinks he wants them to think he sees the snitch, but he doesn't. And the Ireland seeker is fucking
1: trash, so he keeps he yeah, keeps he into, goes the into the ground. <laughs> yeah, they talk about it's it. it's good. I know you don't give a shit yeah. about play by play, but it's good. It's a feint. I eh. love a good feint. Eh, eh. Gotta, gotta gotta love a good chud.
0: There. <laughs> now we're talking. Um, there's this whole bit here about uh, corny fudge and the Bulgarian prime minister. The Bulgarian, not prime minister, like the minister of magic. Uh, yeah. That he doesn't. He's had to like mime everything he wants because this Bulgarian dude doesn't speak any English. And then right as this match ends, he's like, Well, we fought bravely," and. <laughs> Fush, like, you can speak English and you've been letting me mime everything all day? <laughs> well, it was very funny, said the <laughs> Bulgarian minister, <and> shrugging. <laughs> it's just a real good little bit. Yeah. uh They do the trophy presentation. Like I said, Crumb still looks confused. They lost. He's like, what? We lost? <laughs> uh, which supports my theory. I think this guy's a real dumb brute. They present the trophy, and Fred and George, like Bagman, gets done with his commentating duties. And Fred and George are just there, man. They're like they want their damn money. They are just like shaking the Bagman down, and that's the end of chapter eight. And what we're going to talk about today, um, yeah. Overall, these were very enjoyable. Uh, a lot, a of, lot of good little world building that I didn't have time to go, you know, fully into. I don't give two shits about the Quidditch. I think the fact that you seem to mostly hate Quidditch is interesting because I feel like there is so much Quidditch in these books. There's so much Quidditch in these damn books. At least these first four or three and eight chapters.
1: You're not. You're not wrong. I mean, the the books do this. This this whole story does this really weird thing where it's like. Hey, the fate of the world is at stake. But also, like, yeah. it's high school. Also, we're gonna play this damn game. <laughs> well, I mean, legitimately, like, I'm not just saying this to like speak your language, but like it it kind of reminds saying. me of like a fucking high school anime, you know, like Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I see what you're trying to say.
0: <sighs> I mean, it's exactly that, Scott. I know where you're coming from, but it just doesn't pull off the it doesn't the translate whole, well in this medium i understand right that. the the english also just a uh, fucking english high school isn't as funny or as interesting as fucking weird ass japanese high school is
1: i mean that's that's super fair um but, i mean that's my
0: opinion obviously but
1: but yeah i mean they're they're still enrolled in school they're still going through all this stuff and honestly, to this point, they still don't know quite the extent of like what the Voldemort thing is or whatever, right?
0: Definitely, definitely. I think you know he's just off getting his baby snake bottle. Um, and <laughs> gotta milk they that probably, snake. He's, he's
1: <laughs> to milk probably, that. Chud. If they knew that,
0: they'd be like, "Oh, this guy's not a problem. He, he just needs to go milk a snake." You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the milk a chud. <laughs> milk a <of> chud. <laughs> Oh god! Uh, yeah, I like I said, a lot of good stuff in here. Arthur, so funny. Um, friend yeah. George, so funny. Um, there was there was some really good like character moments and stuff here. I said I don't care about the Quidditch. Um, That's fine. Also, I didn't expect uh, you to. Yeah, you said that she hates writing the Quidditch section. Quit putting so many of them in your damn book, then. If you hate writing them so much. Is my thing, sure. Um, but anyway, th- these were pretty enjoyable chapters. I liked the prologue, uh, chapter one. Harry continues to be an idiot, but what else is new? Um, yeah, it was. These were these were pretty fun. These are overall pretty fun chapters.
1: Hell yes, we're off to a good start. Um, we're off to a
0: good start. But then I think about the fact that there are something to the effect of thirty-seven chapters in this goddamn <laughs> book, and I'm just like. God, this is my life from now on. There's
1: only 31 now. There's only 31? That's not how math works. Oh, there's only 29 now. (laughs) There's only 29!
0: (laughs) You dipshit.
1: That's what I just said.
0: 31. 37 minus 8, 31. (laughs) Oh, I love you. Yeah, plus 2. Yeah, plus 2. Uh, so yeah, that's that's where we left off. I don't know how many chapters I'm gonna get through next time, um, because some of these chapters are unnecessarily short, where they could just keep going, but they're like chapter breaks, bah! um. So we shall see, I guess.
1: Um, so I've got some predictions. Okay. For the next batch. Hit me! Hit me with them predictions. <laughs> So I think that is this. this, Are you
0: going to do this thing you'd like to do where you're like, I think you're going to hate this and love this and. Well, I just I
1: think that you're going to get a new favorite character. (sighs)
0: Okay, I think you said that. I don't know know if that that was on the podcast or you said it to me when we were talking another time. I don't. Scott, you and I don't speak
1: outside of the podcast. No, of course not.
0: (laughs) How dare I even (laughs) insinuate
1: that? Yeah, fuck no. Yeah, I just i i think you i think you're gonna enjoy somebody because he. I mean, quite frankly, I really hope you do because honestly, he reminds me of you. So,
0: <laughs> oh, lovely. I'll probably hate him then. That's how that goes <laughs> usually. Yeah, you hate something because it reminds you too much of yourself. <laughs> well, um, I mean, listen. As long as we get that slow drip feed of crookshanks um just just a little mention just a little taste every couple chapters like there's there's just not gotta gonna taste that pussy a little bit i just got to,
1: oh <laughs> just i taste. went there
0: man it was that you teed it uh, up was, i mean i made it too easy for you uh i just need a little taste of that pussy every couple chapters <laughs> that pussy cat, and uh i'll be okay and and nothing's ever going to supplant him so
1: that's that's fair know. um but hey man you have a whole book a whole 29 more chapters with no quidditch <laughs> do i have your word on that there's no quidditch in this book well i mean there was well i, I right i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> they don't play quidditch this year in uh, hogwarts
0: oh is this something to do with a secret event that um has something to do with the goblet of fire because like i said i know that that it's yes. not really a meme, but yeah, that thing, that's exactly
1: like, what it is. Yeah. Did you put your name into that goblet of fire, Harry? You son
0: of a bitch!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get to that part. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna be good.
0: Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. Uh, something tells me, because he was in, they made a deal about him being there on the hill. I think we'll have Cedric play a role i don't know what that's gonna be especially if there's no quidditch but i feel like he has to be in this book more yeah. um cho chang will continue to be a thing i'm sure harry getting all wet uh because <laughs> of cho chang um i i don't expect we'll see much more of bill and charlie but i did enjoy them for when we got when we had them maybe i'm wrong i don't know but anyway
1: Yeah, man, it's it's, going to be a doozy. It'll be a doozy, all right. (laughs) Hell yeah, man. Cool. Well, guys, we appreciate you all spending this time with us. Uh, Be sure to check us out on Twitter at We Don't Want a Pod or Instagram. Uh, We're a little bit more active on the Twitter. Um, And hey, if you haven't already, be sure to leave us a five-star review and rating on whatever podcast listening app you are using. And hey, uh, tell a friend if you think that they would enjoy either this series or the One Piece series that we are doing in tandem. Oh yeah. Have a good night, guys.